0: This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only... The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including the Decisive Battles of World History. For this limited time 80% offer, please go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, there seemed to be somebody missing in the front row of that Paris march yesterday. <laughs> you you notice any absences?
1: Well, I did notice that President Obama wasn't there, but you couldn't have been referring to that. Uh, <laughs> he certainly wasn't there. There was no American there of any in, in any particular stature. In fact, in the march, uh, the leading American official was the ambassador to France, Jane Hartley. I think if I had asked almost anybody in America uh, yesterday, including me, uh, who was the leading American by name who's there, nobody could have come up with Jane Hartley. Uh, And this was, uh, as the White House conceded today, a mistake on the President's part. The problem is it's a mistake I think he'll make again and again and again in the final two years of his presidency. The President just does not want to fight a war on Islamic terrorism. Uh, For a while, there were those drones that were so active in in Pakistan and Afghanistan, killing leaders of al-Qaeda, we know, of course, that just killing the leaders of al-Qaeda doesn't really uh, stop al-Qaeda from its terrorist activities. It's just somebody moves up, and, and they seem to have been able to replace them pretty well. I think we know that now. And But that seemed to be the extent of the president's uh, war on terrorism. He rarely uses the word uh, terrorism. I say rarely, perhaps almost never, and he doesn't use the word Islam in any way connected to uh terrorism or anything like terrorism. Uh and yet what was the march against in uh Paris yesterday with more than a million people there and hundreds of thousands more in other in other uh, French cities, it was a march against Islamic terrorism. Uh and and that is something that uh, the president just doesn't want to be
0: identified with. Uh, he takes a different view. Um, I, I want to ask and, you about this, so because you've covered mm-hmm. presidents, you mm-hmm. you get the White House. You know, people in the White House sit around thinking about where the White House stands, relationship to the world, mm-hmm. how the president is perceived. Mm-hmm. I don't get how they could look. At what was going to happen, and not at least stick Joe Biden on a plane and have him out there, you know, mispronouncing French words and, you know, calling everyone Jacques. I mean, how do you, how do you have an event like that going on and have a White House whose business is geopolitics, getting the politics so wrong?
1: Well, the politics uh, uh, that the president is practicing. Are so wrong, um, obviously it would have been better to have Joe Biden there than uh, than any official other than the president, and the president wasn't going to go. John Kerry was too busy uh, busy being in India, and he hasn't been able to get to France yet because he has to stop in in Bulgaria and Switzerland among other countries on the way back um, the uh, it, it was bad politics, and that you can be sure the White House regrets. Uh, they just didn't expect that to be the case. Sometimes you, when they made a mistake, I think that's what uh, the White House thinks was a mistake. They were mistaken in thinking that uh, the President could miss uh, that march, being in the front row, and it would have no political repercussions. It does, particularly in the media, and not only in the United States, uh, but around the world. Uh, what is the President's, in relation to terrorists, Islamic terrorists, what is his, the main thing on his uh, agenda now? It seems to be releasing them from Guantanamo a prison uh, in Cuba uh, and, and since by law he cannot shut down Guantanamo on his own, and he can 't send the prisoners to the United States either uh, so how is what can he do to uh, uh, close down Guantanamo well let 's empty it of all of all all, all the prisoners. It will be hard when you get down to the 30 or 40 most hardcore ones who everybody knows uh, would go back to uh, fighting the United States uh, uh, again and again and killing Americans, but uh, but that seems to be the president's main goal now. He doesn't, want to, he doesn't seem to want to antagonize or, or get in the front lines against Islamic terrorists. Uh, he wants to uh, uh, stay out of that.
0: Uh, Let me ask about another policy issue, and I'm surprised Mm -hmm. more people haven't challenged the White House on it. You mentioned it uh, just now in passing. So we've gone from this premise of let's go in, grab bad guys and people who are in the bad guys' networks, mm-hmm. put them in some place they don't want to be uh, you know, a black site or, or Gitmo and get information out of them. We now switched over to, well, we'll just drone them from a distance and setting mm-hmm. aside the hypocrisy of people talking about the sanctity of life mm-hmm. and of human rights and of legal mm-hmm. standing, but they're willing to blow the snot out of a guy and his you know cousins at a wedding. Mm-hmm. The, this case, you have a specific example of where if we had grabbed the American in Yemen, Awalaki, mm-hmm. and gotten information from him, we very well could have been led to some of the participants in the uh, in the Charlie Hebdo attack. We specifically know they say, yes, we were motivated by one claims he was funded by mm-hmm. Awalaki. Why mm-hmm. aren't more people sh- – should the press be pushing the White House on this? And why isn't the press putting the White House on this? Hey – we like it when terrorists are dead, but we like it even better when terrorists tell us about other terrorists so that fewer Westerners end up dead.
1: Well, for the most part, the mainstream media isn't interested in, in a war on, tele- on terrorism that is really aggressive and works. Uh, for instance, if uh, 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 the guy you're talking about in, Yemeni, in, in Yemen, al uh, walaki had been seized uh, by Americans, uh, then they might have had to waterboard him to get information out of him. You know, he was responsible for sending the the uh, uh, underwear bomber on Christmas Day, 2009, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, who tried to uh, blow up the plane landing in Detroit, and unfortunately, for an awful lot of people, it uh, uh, it didn't work. Um, he also talked to the Fort for, Hood
0: shooter and communicated and with Fort him Hood by email.
1: Indeed, was uh, seemed to have been almost wholly uh, persuaded by Awalaki well, like to, uh, if I'm, I'm, pronouncing his name correctly, um, that go and kill. What did he kill? A dozen, fourteen people, uh, at Fort, uh, uh, at the fort Hood. At the fort in El Paso, and the uh, maybe it was Fort Bliss. Fort Hood, Fort Hood, of course. Right. Uh, well, that's near El Paso, anyway. <laughs> I think it's a big state. I know Texas is. Anyway, uh, um, you know that's a, that's one of the problems. I mean, you don't get any intelligence uh, when you kill somebody. Uh, you might, if you capture them, and in fact, uh, there's a debate about that, but I think the side that argues that, uh, uh, enhanced interrogation actually does get information from even the most hardened terrorists, uh, uh wins. It just makes sense that that's the case. But, uh, we, uh, we, we don't get any of that if we kill them. It, it's too bad, and they don't seem to be grabbing them. What I worry about, though, are the ones being released, uh, uh, from, with the military, not, uh, uh, seeming to speak up and raise questions about it. They let five of them go to Uruguay, that country that can really keep tabs on people, of course. Five went to Uruguay, and when they got there, they were treated as heroes. Uh, you know, I uh, somehow I, I'd rather have those five people back in Guantanamo.
0: One last question for you. the mm-hmm. uh, you know, America is unique in the sense that we explicitly state the value of free speech. We have a constitutional amendment protecting it. Uh, Europeans don't have a first... This, this always it makes me laugh when I hear Americans go, what? Europe doesn't have a First Amendment too? No, they don't. And not only that, many European countries, Western countries, Canada among them, don't want a First Amendment. There's a lot of pressure for anti-blasphemy mm-hmm. laws, a lot of pressures for uh, laws, you know, uh, con- uh, limiting speech when it comes to issues like mm-hmm. uh, same-sex relationships, etc. What happens if America abandons its leadership on the issue of free speech are we going to see a point now where liberalism kind of decides that free speech in and of itself is no longer a value that the muslims and the lgbt community and others who want to limit speech have a good point if america doesn't lead is anyone else going to lead on an issue like that
1: well certainly nobody else is but we do see a testing ground for this liberal effort to uh really control speech uh, and, and really impose uh, a politically correct speech on the rest of the country, we see it being tested on college campuses. And guess what? Free speech is losing, and losing badly. Not only do they have these star chambers that persecute uh, students and expel them from school and so on for alleged uh, hate speech, uh, but uh, the colleges are the one place where uh, most uh, manifestly free speech is not uh, honored. Uh, and look, that if that's the testing ground, and indeed I think it is, uh, where we're, where we're in for a lot of trouble. You know, there are, there are some people, but not enough politicians who are making an effort to uh, fight political correctness, particularly in language. One of the few is Ben Carson, who, uh, may run for president, you know, the famous uh, brain doctor from Johns Hopkins. Um, but not enough for talking about that, and instead, uh, accept speech you know one of the things i've never except uh, accepted is liberals what five ten years ago decided liberals people hate liberals let's change our name to progressives well they're still liberals to me
0: <laughs> And that's what we appreciate it when you exercise your free speech fred thanks so much yes, for your time indeed. all right enjoyed it we've been listening, you've been listening to the weekly standard podcast please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates i'm your host michael graham